Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 45 of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's episode, we want to explore what it means to show up and be counted on as a member of the body of Christ in the context of your local community of believers known as the church. As always, the church today desperately needs committed followers of Christ who are deeply devoted to the Lord and to one another and to the thing we know as the fellowship. And I hope today to encourage you to choose to be such a person. This is what we want to think about in today's episode. Our text today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it's verses 1 through 8, and we'll also drop down to verse 11 as Paul explains what is the essence of the gospel. And then we're going to compare one of the things that Paul says to what we will read about in Acts chapter 1. So let's hear, first of all, what Paul says about the gospel. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Dropping down to verse 11, Paul says, Whether then it, it was I or they, as in the other apostles, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. Now, there's just a simplicity to everything that Paul says here, but at the heart of it all, Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. He was buried and he was raised on the third day, according to scriptures. And then, as evidence that he was raised back to life, he gives the witnesses, those that Jesus appeared to and that saw him. And what's interesting in this is what he, he says about how many people that the Lord appeared to. In verse 6, he says, Paul says that there were over 500 people that the Lord appeared to at the same time. And this stands in stark contrast to what we read about in the book of Acts when in Acts chapter 1, before Pentecost takes place, as the church has gathered together, the believers, as Luke puts it, he says that the group there in Jerusalem numbered at only about 120. And it makes you want to scratch your head and say, where was everybody else? Because if there's over 500 believers, then where is everybody else? Now, obviously, it could be that some of them didn't live in Jerusalem. They lived elsewhere in Judea. 
But it seems like the way Luke is writing it, it's as if they all were still living in community, waiting for the pouring out of the Spirit. Jesus, after all, had told the disciples, specifically the Twelve, to wait in Jerusalem. So we can only scratch our heads, but it, it makes me pause to wonder, as we look at the church today, and we look at how many people, as we hear polls and we interact with people in our day-to-day lives at work and school and in our community and our neighborhoods, how many people say, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I follow Jesus. And yet we don't see those people gathered together when we're counting heads on the Lord's day, when the church is gathered together to worship the Lord, and when we go out to serve the Lord in our communities together or wherever it is and whatever we're doing. And so it makes me wonder if perhaps what we are seeing today wasn't already happening, even in the very beginning, understanding that the church was afraid at the beginning. Jesus had been crucified. Uh, We read all through Acts of persecution against the church, and the Apostle Paul was one of the people who was the tip of the spear, if you will, in leading the charge and persecuting those who followed Jesus when he was still being known simply as Saul of Tarsus. But I want to challenge you today in the same way that the apostles challenged God's people long ago, that you and I need to be devoted not only to Christ, but as a part of our devotion to Christ, that we are devoted to his people, that we're devoted to the fellowship. Just a few verses later, immediately after Pentecost, when 3,000 people were added to the church in that one day that were all baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We read in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, that something incredible happened in this community, that the people there immediately devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And You and I, as God's people today, need to be devoted to the fellowship. This fellowship is nothing less than the fellowship of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that we are all one together in Christ. We belong to one another, and we need to count on one another, and we need to be able to count on one another. And so I challenge you in the name of Jesus to be someone that is counted on, someone that is dependable, someone who is fully devoted and committed to the fellowship, which is nothing less than the living body of Christ today. So be about this today. Don't let there be this discrepancy as it relates to you of people who say, I follow Jesus. I'm devoted to the Lord, but I'm not devoted to his people. I'm not devoted to his fellowship because the two go together. If we love Jesus, then we love his brothers and sisters. We love his people. And in the same way that he would say to Saul of Tarsus, why do you persecute me? When Saul was persecuting the sons and daughters of God, the brothers and sisters of Christ, that in the same way that Jesus has this strong sense of identity and solidarity with them, that you and I would have the same sense of solidarity fellowship, communion, belonging to, devotion to one another as the living body of Christ. Mm